0: Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artisan food makers, farmers, authors, and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious.
1: A very good weekend to you, food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, and a very happy long Memorial Day weekend to you. I hope that barbecue of yours is clean and ready because this is the start of grilling season, no matter the weather, and it's time for some sizzle and smoke. There is a full hour to satiate your appetite coming up and it's full of deliciousness. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, get comfortable, pour a glass of lemonade, cozy up to your radio or your iPhone or your listening device and get ready because every weekend I share lots of fabulous food from recipes and cookbook authors to insight and information about food trends and mixology, whether you're a wine lover and onophile, or if you just love to cook or love to eat, I like to say we can definitely be friends. I'm always serving up seconds at chefjamie.com where you'll find lots of free recipes available to you, an all new format and lots of videos as well. So please let me know what you think of the all new chef Jamie.com. and please become a friend and a fan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm on social at Chef Jamie Gwen. All right, here goes. I like to kick off the, sho- the show rather with a tutorial of sorts. You know that if you've listened over the past 20 years where I've been privileged enough to be on the radio and share my passion for food. And if you know me, you know that I love the summertime. So this is my homage show to summer 2023. Fire up the grill and let's dig into wonderfully smoky, succulent dishes, shall we? We have great culinary thinkers on this show. Today is extra special. I have the privilege to sit down and dish with a legend in the barbecue world. He's been inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, quite an honor. Tuffy Stone is many things. He's an author, a restaurateur, a pit master, a chef, a world record-breaking champion griller, and the foremost authority on new barbecue. Because he's changing the way we think about grilling, incorporating his pit master techniques with classical French culinary training and he is smoking with new and glorious grilling ideas. So I'm dedicating this entire hour to barbecue and smoking and grilling and chilling and there is a three-part interview with the legendary pitmaster Tuffy Stone coming up to excite your palate and I'm very excited to share his grilling genius with you. But I thought I would share a few grilling tips up my sleeve with you before Tuffy arrives. I am actually a girl at the grill. I love to barbecue. I have won a grilling competition or two. And I think that whichever way you look at it, Simply Summer or Summer Simply, grilling is the coolest way to keep it easy. For me, grilling is my summer enjoyment or my year round enjoyment where I live in sunny Southern California. We have the most beautiful climate all year long. So it's literally year round, but summer grilling is really what I'm all about. And I love every other holiday thrown in, of course. Now dining al fresco or outside, it's just a magical way to enjoy the longer evenings that we have coming up ahead, right? So those of us self-professed grill masters, I don't call myself a master, but rather a grill at the grill. And those of you weekend warriors, you like to show off your live fire cooking skills, right? Well, here's how you're going to do it. You're going to invite your friends and family over and you're going to be a culinary hero because you're going to have the mayonnaise out. You see, mayonnaise is your friend at the grill. You heard me right. All right, keep listening, please, because I have not gone off the deep end when discussing grilling and mayonnaise in the same sentence. Now, mind you, I love mayonnaise in tuna salad and deviled eggs and on a sandwich and on corn on the cob with Parmesan cheese and cotija cheese. But if you didn't know, mayonnaise is possibly your best friend when grilling. Now, you've heard me say it before, but I thought it was time that we delve deeper into the virtues of grilling with mayonnaise. It's a trick that I use to super simply show off at the grill. And if you use mayo, then you will too. And you can invite me, invite me to your house for a barbecue. I like that idea. All around the world, people cook over open fires, right? It's how cooking began. It has stood the test of time. It means less fuss when you grill, less fat, oftentimes, more flavor, great fun for sure. And to me, nothing brings out the best flavor in food like eating it sizzling off the grill. And great grilling uh, consists of a few key factors, right? You need to have the right tools, proper heat. And good ingredients. And I think everything tastes good off the grill. Like I make a grilled Caesar salad or you can grill iceberg and do crumbled blue. That's a great combo too. I grill my coleslaw. I grill my desserts like grilled pound cake with a grilled or flambéed fruit. And the fruit caramelizes and that natural sugar comes out. And it just creates delectable flavor. But for chicken and fish and even a steak... I have always used the mayonnaise secret. Now, acclaimed chef, Michael Simarusti, he's a James Beard award-winning seafood god. He has very highly lauded restaurants in Los Angeles. He cooks his fish with mayo, which is where I first learned the technique and I have run with it from there. He uses it to keep fish from sticking to the grill, a very thin layer. But in testing it early on, I found that mayonnaise locks in moisture and adds seasoning. And so you've heard about my mayonnaise trick lots of places, right? The ultimate grilled cheese sandwich is spread on the exterior with a thin layer of mayo before you toast it in a pan for that golden brown crust. And it is way better than butter. And did you know that mayonnaise raises the smoking point so that your sandwich doesn't burn in the pan or on the griddle? So let's talk mayonnaise on the grill specifically. There is something magical about grilling with mayo. So it sticks really well to the food and it helps release the food from the hot grill surface and it gives you a beautiful golden color. And part of the reason it works so well is because of its composition. Mayonnaise is an emulsion, which means you have small droplets of oil surrounded by egg yolk, right? And that has a couple of really cool properties. The emulsion allows the oils in the mayo to stick to the food, unlike plain oil, And oil and water don't mix, which is why it's so hard to get the fat to adhere to foods you want to grill, particularly meat. So as you grill with mayo, you're left with a very limited amount of fat because it runs off. It's kind of like a time release oil capsule. And you can actually put it on thick. So emulsifiers like to stick to meat. And mayonnaise is emulsified. It's a great release agent as well, as I mentioned from um, the chef. And where oil only heats and browns the food thermally, mayonnaise browns chemically. So you get the Maillard reaction. You get brown color. Now, I think mayonnaise helps the food retain its moisture too. So proteins don't dry out. And it's a clean canvas that you can flavor with anything like chili paste or pesto or dried spices or fresh herbs. So consider a layer of mayo on a ribeye steak. Call me crazy. It's brilliant. Just try it. And then consider that you can grill salmon fillets with mayonnaise and chopped fresh dill in it. Garlic bread with mayonnaise. Unbelievable. Chicken breasts with that pesto flavored mayonnaise I alluded to. Veggies with mayonnaise, garlic, Italian seasoning. Uh, pork chops, mayonnaise, toasted ground fennel seeds, uh, asparagus, specifically mayonnaise, Dijon mustard, red wine, vinegar, and garlic. Fabulous. Uh, lobster tails, mayonnaise flavored with smoked paprika and lemon zest. Yes. Lamb chops, mayonnaise flavored with rosemary and anchovy. Chicken wings might be the ultimate. Mayonnaise flavored with chipotle or sriracha. Oh, mayonnaise coated chicken wings on the grill. Amazing. So, that is my love affair with mayonnaise and grilling, or mayonnaise on the grill, or mayonnaise coated everything. And don't knock it till you try it, but let me know how your grilled goodness turns out. You can always tag me on social at Chef Jamie Gwen, or you can email me direct, jamie at chefjamie.com. I wish you happy grilling and if you thought that that was great grilling conversation rather stay tuned world champion pitmaster tuffy stone is here and we are firing up the delicious conversation chef jamie gwen in your radio back in a moment Fire up the grill because we're creating smoke and sizzle today. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. And I haven't been excited about a radio interview like this in a long time. Tuffy Stone is a world record-breaking champion pitmaster, a former Marine and a classically French-trained chef. And who's better to learn barbecue from than him? Dubbed the professor, Tuffy's legendary precision and obsession with the science of smoke make him one of the most influential people in barbecue. I'm telling you, this name, Tuffy Stone, you will be hearing more and more about. This is the new barbecue gu- guru. His barbecue team, called Cool Smoke, has won hundreds of trophies, including more than 40 grand championships and five world grand championships. Cool Smoke is the only team in history to have won the prestigious Jack Daniels Barbecue World Championship back to back, and the only team to have won it three times. Creating that perfect bite of tender, spicy, smoky barbecue is a science and an art, and he is sharing his secrets in his first cookbook entitled Cool Smoke. Tuffy Stone is here to help you master barbecue, and I am so grateful to have him on the show because I am a girl at the grill, and so I welcome you, Tuffy. Hi there.
0: Hey, thank you so (laughs) much for having me.
1: Yeah, oh, grateful that you're here. Uh, Let's kick off the conversation uh, with some background on your culinary roots, please, because we don't often find a a world record pit master with a classically trained French background.
0: No, No. there are... (laughs) Not that many of us, so I'm a little unusual in the barbecue world.
1: Yeah, but but I love that about you, and I love that you're progressive, that you're using ingredients that have not as much been associated with barbecue in the past. You have... fennel fennel pollen in a dry rub Uh, you've got dried cherries in a barbecue sauce infusing flavor Um, one of your uh, spice rubs I can't wait to make which we'll talk about coming up is uh, a based with turbinado sugar you're out there and I love that (laughs)
0: yes I know I'm out there you know here was the thing Jamie it was like you know first of all I didn't know I was going to be a chef initially, and I was going to college, and I really liked to cook a lot, and I had a roommate who was in graduate school, and I was in undergrad school, and we had a pretty decent cookbook collection, and we, you know, my grandmother gave me some sourdough starter, and I was baking sourdough bread three days a week. Nice. And I was working in the front of the house in restaurants to have spending money to go to school, and and one day it occurred to me, it was like, you know, I like to cook. Why am I, why am I working in the dining room? Why don't I try and set up an arrangement where I could, like, work under a really good chef while I'm going to college and um, and and learn, you know, I thought about it mean, just strictly as a, a, a domestic skill set. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really think at that point that I wanted to be a chef. And so anyway, I researched all the chefs in, in Richmond where I was going to college, and at the top of this list, list was a French guy, Alain Vince, who had a little small 55-feet restaurant called La Maisonette. And, anyways, I put together a resume and dressed up nicely and, and <laughs> went and met with Chef Alon to explain what my goals were, and I went in that kitchen game and it was just, it was immaculate, it was impeccable, they were in their chef's jackets with their, their toques and there was just two of them, and anyways, uh, you know, socks, simmering, and whole fish. it was really a beautiful setting, and uh, he said he'd call me, but I got the impression that he wouldn't, and... And I left there that night, and I stayed up all night thinking about what I could do to get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a strategy, and the next morning I knocked on the kitchen door, and I told the chef that I would give him Wednesdays and Saturdays from 8 to noon to uh, to work in his kitchen, and I would do whatever he wanted. I would uh, wash his dishes, clean lettuce, whatever. And that got my foot in the door. Good so for you. So fast forward. Mm-hmm. um 12 years later, um, eventually I met my wife. We opened up a high-end catering company. And as we grew that company, uh, I found myself managing the business and not cooking anymore, which was my passion. And uh, And so I said, I'm going to get a barbecue pit. So I got a barbecue pit. I got a load of hickory. I got some pork butts, and I made a rub. I lit the fire, seasoned these butts, put the butts on, the, on this pit, and ruined a great big old load of meat, <laughs> <laughs> and and it was so. Oh, I could. I, I you don't have enough time on this segment to talk about all of the things that happened to me as a cook and as a chef, and how much I fell in love with cooking with fire. Mm. But but I really went off the barbecue deep end, is the way I like to say it. Yes. And so for the last fourteen years, I've just been so hyper focused on learning how to cook with with fire and 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 take tough cuts of meat and coke something great out of them and and you've mastered it you know i i i I, I still learn all the time which i love actually uh actually i'm working on something this week that's a new endeavor where i'm hanging chickens from fire so i'm always learning and you know as a chef we're always learning yes but i've gotten pretty good at it and so going back to your point on the ingredients and the things that I did with this book, and and honestly speaking, I was a little worried. You know, I, I'm so happy that you love these items because, you know, and they're not typical. They're not typically found in a lot of barbecue, uh, classic barbecue rubs, and 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 I was a little worried about that. But when I got with my publisher, St. Martin's Press, and and I went from wanting to do a book, uh, wanting to do a book, to all of a sudden, all right, I'm doing a book. As I got to thinking about it, I was like, all right, if I just do all the classics that have been done in barbecue with ribs and brisket and and, and all these, you know, first of all, there there won't be enough recipes to fill a book. Second of all, so many of my great friends have already done a wonderful job with this.
1: Tuffy, I think it has this wonderful... And to go back to both yours and my French roots, it has a je ne sais quoi. It has a, I can't put my finger on it, but there's this beautiful finesse to it and it rounds, uh, spice blends out to me and it's a beautiful finishing Uh, seasoning of sorts and there's something lovely about it and to me it's such a contrast to big bold saucy smoky barbecue that I found it fascinating to see you incorporating those ingredients that you love to really make what is progressive barbecue
0: well, I'm so glad that, that you know that you feel that way, it, and, and I must say, I so I've got one of my chefs here at my catering company, uh, Danielle Goodrow, who's so amazingly talented. We mm-hmm. had opened a restaurant that unfortunately didn't make it. She was the chef, and she was so wonderfully talented. And I felt so bad that we were going to close this restaurant. I said to Danielle, I said Danielle, I said I don't really have anything right now, but I'm working on this book, and if you want to come and, and help. Do this with me. uh, I would. I would. I'd like to do it with you. And so, so Danielle said, "Sure." And so, uh, Mm. it was so much fun to do this because Danielle uh, and I could riff on food. I, you know, when it came to cooking fire and things like that, that was uh, that I had all the experience with that. But we got to play with making seasoning blends and sauces and recipes and, and, and you know, being a chef. Sometimes the hardest part. Can just be the conceptualizing part of it. And then you get in the kitchen with an idea and you start making it.
1: Okay, Tuffy, please pause there. The grilling guru is in Chef Jamie Gwen along with Tuffy Stone in your radio. More right after this. We're back and we're grilling and chilling with world champion pitmaster Tuffy Stone, author of the new book release much anticipated entitled Cool Smoke, and we are making you a master barbecue. The experimentation and cooking to your own palate I think makes the best cook or chef. And that applies uh, in pitmaster work as you've just presented as well. Okay, let's talk barbecue. Because yeah. I'm I'm not letting you off the radio until you give us some secrets. <laughs> all right. Okay. So your expertise is smoke. Let's start there. I'd like to talk yeah. smoke management because okay. I learned the Texas crutch method when I read your book page after page front to back. And I'm learn I'm trying to learn smoke myself, but I love that, that you shared a crutch.
0: So I really failed miserably in, in my initial attempts at making barbecue. And and, and there was probably two things and, it, and it's probably true with most people that cook barbecue outdoors for the very first time. There's two things that I think are pretty consistent that we all do wrong, myself included. One was, and, and this is true with all foods, uh, the best foods, uh, one of the qualities about all best foods is, that's universal is going to be foods that are cooked to the perfect doneness. Yes. And so barbecue, especially when you get the tough cuts like ribs and, and pork butts and, and brisket. Um getting that that magical moment where the doneness is silky and gentle to chew but not overcooked, but nobody likes tough barbecue so that uh, getting that doneness now, most people undercook barbecue initially, but the other big mistake, and this goes back to what you 're talking about is smoke management. Mm-hmm. Most people oversmoke barbecue or things that are smoked in their initial attempt mm-hmm. so for me started to think about smoke as a seasoning. I want the smoke to be a complementary backdrop flavor to whatever it is that I'm cooking. Smaller, more delicate meats or, or vegetables or whatever we might cook, mm-hmm. they need less smoke than bigger, denser cuts. But I like to treat smoke like salt and pepper. That's my easiest way to say it. Okay. So I run a clean fire. I try to speak to that in the book and how to achieve it. The Texas Crutch. is is such a a great technique for cooking lots of different foods. And so the idea is that we will cook these meats until they have that beautiful color that you're looking for, the smoke is at the level that you want. I I specify this in the recipes that that are in the book, but but what I want is the reader or, or everybody to eventually be able to determine on your own when there's enough smoke, right. and when do we pull out the Texas crutch. So right. the idea, we smoke it until it's got the right level of smoke, the beautiful color, then we wrap it in, in aluminum foil or butcher paper or something like that, return it to continue to cook to tender, but now we've shielded that protein or whatever it is we're cooking from the meat, keeping some moisture in, and now we can let the flavor of the meat, whether it be Shown pork, through. Beef, chicken, fish, be yes. the star.
1: Yeah. And and it's a control method. And I think so much of the way you and I were trained and the best chefs out there have precision and control. And it's about learning that and not haphazardly barbecuing. You just mentioned moisture. You say that the importance of moisture is paramount and you are known for spraying meat while it cooks. So is it a just standard spray bottle and what do we spray with? Because I think that's a really great place for even, you know, the novice barbecuer to start. Put a spray bottle, says Tuffy Stone, out by the barbecue and spray your meat and see the difference that it makes in the, you know, in the uh, brisket that you've been making up until now and the brisket you're about to uh, master.
0: Well, absolutely. And and, and first of all, and, and you can relate to this being a chef, Jamie, uh, to, to everybody listening, trust trust your instincts. Yes. Use your eyes, use your ears, uh, use your nose, use your, your taste, use your, your touch of feel. You, trust your instincts. So um, so one of the cookers uh, that I like to cook on a lot is a, uh, a Texas offset pit. And so it's a, there's a lot of convection that goes through that and it's a drier source of heat. If you're looking at your meat and you're cooking on something different and it looks all juicy and moist and wet, you may not need to spray at the same intervals that I do. So trust your instincts. But I learned this lesson. I was at a barbecue contest in Kansas City. Hmm. It was raining. Hmm. Um, I I was cooking at a contest. I got my first ever perfect score uh, with a, a max score uh, it's a 180 points uh, in pork that day and I actually uh, I felt a little foolish honestly speaking because I'm so attentive and so focused as, as a cook always if, if there's one strength that I think I have as a, as a as a cook is the ability to pay attention and so anyways I cut my my first perfect score, and my pork was so beautiful that day. But it was raining so much, and all of a sudden, it was like this light bulb went off for me, oh. and I was like, "Duh! It's, your meat's always better when it rains." And and and, and <laughs> I felt foolish because I hadn't picked up on that already. But what I did at that point, Jamie, is I decided, all right, I'm going to figure out how to make it rain all the time. So, so smart. because he, especially on long cooked meat. Yes, You know, you and I, we both know what it's like to braise dishes and, and braise uh, big tough cuts of meat and yeah. the wonderful things that we can get through that process. Constant
1: well, moisture.
0: That's right. That's right. And and so what I do is I watch the meat. And, and mo- on this offset, for the most part, usually I will put these meats that are seasoned on the cooker for about one hour. And after that, I'll look at the meat, and it'll start to get a little crispiness to it, start to develop on a little bit of bark. My go-to spray is a high-quality apple juice. I have a good sprayer that'll mist. I don't want to. I don't want to have a stream. No. Uh, I don't want to do anything to, to disrupt the the rub or the seasoning. I just want to hydrate it and, and miss it. But I'll and, and I put some recipes in this book with some uh, some other types of sprays as well. But my go-to uh, what I use on the circuit is, is, is apple juice. Mm-hmm. I like pineapple juice on chicken. Mm. Sometimes I'll just mist with water. But mm-hmm. I, if there's one, I'm going to go back to what I said to, to the listeners. Watch your product. Right. If your meats are, if you're cooking on a pellet cooker or some type of uh, outdoor cooker that doesn't need to spray as much, that's okay. But if it's starting to crisp up on you and starting to dry... But it's still tough, just missed it occasionally.
1: Yeah, that's where the moisture comes in. You mentioned not disturbing the rub. You have some really fabulous rubs <laughs> that you pulled out of your back pocket and, and shared generously in this book. By the way, if you've just tuned in, you're late. Because the professor is here. He is Tuffy Stone, the world record-breaking champion pitmaster whose first cookbook has released to extraordinary acclaim. This is the new barbecue guru you want to learn from. And so we are mastering barbecue for this summer and summers to come for years and years and years. Talk about the turbinado sugar in your cool no. smoke rub, please. Because this is not a fine powdery... Uh, you know, evenly coat kind of rub, in my opinion, if you've got texture like that.
0: Well, sure. And, and first of all, let me just tell you, I'm so happy that this is radio because you keep making me blush. Oh, well, um, that's OK, because I keep <laughs> slobbering
1: on the microphone and you can't see that either.
0: <laughs> but, so you know, actually, you bring up an interesting thing as a whole uh, when it comes to a lot of these rubs, and that's the texture. Um you know, like if I use celery seed, I left it whole. Um, when I was cracking black pepper or pink peppercorns, I was not doing it too fine because I wanted I wanted a little crunch. I mm-hmm. wanted some of these textural experiences. Uh, I thought it made for a nice mouthfeel. And so with turbinado sugar, you know, from a flavor standpoint, it just had more depth and more character than just, say, a, a granulated white sugar would have and 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 the texture of that turbinado sugar and then the kosher salt again there's some texture there um i just um i for me good food you know doneness is important and 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 flavors important but but this whole mouthfeel the whole you know i i like we any place whenever in, in all these rubs if there was any kind of um uh, Seasoning, you know, we were starting with cumin seeds whole or coriander seeds whole. I found it really interesting with coriander, uh, the difference between when I would lightly toast them or or just use them untoasted, and they're both very good, but they were there were unique differences between the two. But but the the turbinado sugar in the cool smoke rub, and I will say, the cool smoke rub uh, is a very typical rub that you might find in like Kansas City. And, uh, and and this was something I had to learn the hard way.
1: Oh, the delicious conversation continues. We'll take a quick pause more with grill master and pit master Tuffy Stone right after this. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, in your radio with Pitmaster Tuffy Stone and the author of Cool Smoke. Can we make white sauce, please, Tuffy? Because uh, you are a true Southern gentleman. Uh, Chris Lilly is one of your best barbecue friends, and you use That's Duke's right. mayonnaise. So right. well, I, I was destined to like you.
0: Well, you know, uh, Duke's uh, mayonnaise is near and dear to my heart, yes. and everybody here in Richmond, Virginia. Yes, um, and and I want you know, they're, they're, I could have really brought out the French chef in me, and I could have said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna make this mayonnaise from scratch." But I wanted to do a book that was going to be um, practical mm-hmm. uh, for for everyday life because we're just so busy. That's why there's so many grilled recipes in the book besides uh, besides just um, uh, low and slow dishes. Yes, and and so Dukes, I wanted to. I, I had to create a recipe with with these sauces, and I had to specify at least the mayonnaise that I was using because um, because I wanted that my results to be the same as the readers, and and so it's funny about the white sauce and 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 Chris Li, uh, Chris Lilly and Big Bob Gibson, uh this hmm. Alabama white sauce, yep. is is so well known, and they certainly put it on the map but I had not really messed around with it much Jamie and as I was developing recipes and trying to come up with enough recipes for a book I was like all right I'm going to make a white sauce so the first white sauce I made was a celery seed white sauce mm-hmm. I left the celery seeds in at hole I, I'm a big fan of celery seeds so if you don't like celery seeds either omit or cut it back but um but this white sauce, I fell so in love with it that I ended up creating two more white sauces. I did a tarragon Aleppo yes. white sauce, and I, I did saw a that. chipotle white sauce. Mm. But if anybody out there listening has never had a white sauce before, put it on, put it on chicken wings. Yes. Take chicken wings and then put this sauce on there oh. and then put it to the grill. It'll go from this white color that's kind of opaque to all of a sudden translucent and glassy. It's tangy, it's so refreshing, and you could put it on a rock and it would
1: be good. Oh, you could put it on your elbow and it would taste good. It's true, and I, because of Chris, learned to make white sauce, and then I found myself finding the the largest bowl or vat I could in my kitchen, dipping whole chickens, and I mean, everything I could think of, I wanted to smother in white sauce, because there is, there's something genius about it. And I I do love and appreciate that you made it your own. In true Southern style, you end this glorious first cookbook of yours with, I know many more to come with a recipe for chocolate whiskey balls. I know it's not the holiday season. I'm letting you know I'm making them anyway. And that's all right with me. Uh, but before I let you go, um, we need to, uh, take a moment and celebrate you, uh, with a round of applause and you should take a bow Because I know just days ago, uh, the news was officially released that you are rightfully being honored and inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And that is an extraordinary accomplishment. So congratulations to you.
0: Thank you so much. That is uh, something. I don't know if that'll ever speak to you. you
1: (laughs) I I imagine (laughs) so
0: so many modest goals when I first started doing this. It was just to reconnect with cooking and Mm -hmm. and to hear you say that out loud.
1: Wow. uh, Congratulations to you and well deserved. Um, I will say, as I mentioned at the beginning at the start of our conversation, I read a lot of cookbooks, but I read page after page start to finish of Cool Smoke and I felt motivated more than ever to master my barbecue skills and if you've In incited that and enlivened barbecue lovers across the country by sharing your secrets, then you have done tremendous culinary justice and you should be very proud. I am hereby proclaiming you the new grilling guru. And I know, Tuffy, we are going to see your name everywhere beyond where it has already been so congrats to you on what is really a brilliant book and thank you for gracing us with so much time and knowledge and and for sharing your secrets it really is um it really is my honor thank
0: you you're so kind thank you so much for for having me and 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 i I, thank you
1: and so that brings us to the end of another hour of scintillating conversation at least i hope you thought so That was absolutely extraordinary grilling conversation, was it not? Barbecue genius, Tuffy Stone. Thank you again. I learned so much and I hope that you did too. All right. Speaking of mayo, the perfect food news mentioned this week. I could not have timed it better. Have you tried mayo chip? It's like ketchup, but with mayo. Thank you, Heinz. I make my own, but I never knew that you sold it in a bottle to dip or drizzle or dunk for French fries, chicken tenders, burgers, and more. Supposedly, Mayo Chip, M-A-Y-O-C-H-U-P, is having a resurgence in the stores and it sells best supposedly from 4th of July to Labor Day, but Mayo Chip Saucy Sauce from Heinz, not a sponsor but I think this is super fun, is a special blend of spices and supposedly a hit for all ages. So I'll let you know what my kiddo thinks. And I just think that's cool. I think I like the name the most. With that said, let me leave you with my last bite, my last ounce or tidbit of culinary conversation for this week. Not sure if you saw my post on social at Chef Jamie Gwen, but you're going to want to steal this recipe. It's a two-ingredient brownie. It needs just eggs and chocolate to make, and it is an easy dessert fix. And let me tell you, if you are gluten-free, if you're concerned about your sugar intake, if you're protein-focused but you need a sweet fix no flour or grains, all made in one bowl. And I have to tell you, they are rich and delicious. So check out my two ingredient brownies on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen and meet me here at the table when we sit down to dish next weekend when I guarantee there is lots more fabulous food in your radio. Wishing you great grilling and chilling this Memorial Day weekend. I'm always serving up, Great recipes and seconds at chefjamie.com if you're in the search for something truly sizzling for this holiday. And otherwise, I look forward to seeing you again on the radio. I thank you for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off, and I hope you continue to eat well.